Welcome back to InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm Nick Sweeney. I'm your host. It's October. It's rollout season. Solder's 2021 Service Pack Zero was released just a couple of days ago. So what I want to do today is talk about my top 10 enhancements for this latest release. Obviously, all month long, as I mentioned last week on the podcast, we're going to be doing kind of a SolidWorks roundtable. We're going to be talking with different people from around Inflow and CETI to talk about what they're excited about with what's new in 2021 and how it can start saving you time. So next week, we're going to have Wilkie Favre on the podcast, and he's going to be talking with me about what's new in core SolidWorks 2021. He and I have been working together for a few years now. Uh, He's a really fun guy. I think you're going to really enjoy that episode. But again, this week, I'm going to go through my top 10 enhancements, and that's going to include uh, some from core SolidWorks, so parts, assemblies, just general UI, soon include some PDM, as well as something from SolidWorks Composer. Did you guys hear that? I think you just heard Brandon Nelms cheering from somewhere far away. I think he's going to really enjoy this too. So with that, let's jump into my top 10 enhancements for SolidWorks 2021. Number one, and I wish I'd like some cool music to play with that. Maybe I should get some. Uh, But my number one enhancement is undo and redo have been dramatically improved in 2021. This is kind of a subtle thing. And it's one that, you know, it's very well something that maybe if I didn't know about it, I wouldn't even think of it. But as I have always worked in SOLIDWORKS, I always use Control-Z and Control-Y. I do that all the time. Well, if you undo an entire feature, at least prior to 2021, you would oftentimes have to recreate it. And that's awful because then you're doubling your work. You're doing the same thing twice. And that really sucks. So with undo and redo being improved, you can now undo and then you can actually redo your feature if you don't want too far, like I always have. So it's just a little thing, but I think that is a critical detail that I've been wanting for so long, but I never knew how to ask like, hey, can we redo one more thing that we undid? It's going to be a little bit better now, and I'm really excited about that. So enhancement number two is the eyedropper feature inside of SOLIDWORKS can now go beyond just your SOLIDWORKS program. And again, this is one of those subtle things, but if you use something like Microsoft Paint, you can go and you can eyedrop off of your screen. You can go onto a second monitor if you've got it and figure out the colors. And that's always been a really nice thing to do. And and growing up and playing on Microsoft Paint, it's something I always did, just playing around with different colors. With SOLIDWORKS, though, if you wanted to change your appearance of your part and you didn't have a picture of it in your model, either you would use a sketch picture to do that or you had to figure out the RGB value and do it that way. I never enjoyed that because I thought it was kind of a workaround for something that I kind of expected to be able to do. Well, now they've done it. So if you're working on a part for someone and they have requested it specifically, you can go to their website and you can pull in their colors exactly. You can open it up on your screen, go over, use a little eyedropper and click on it, and then you get exactly that. And I think that's, a li- it's again, another little thing, but it's something that you kind of expect and you love to have it. So I think I'm really excited about that. I think that's pretty sweet. Enhancement number three is on-demand lightweight loading of your assembly features. So you can load your assemblies in lightweight. You can load them in a large design review and make sure that you can really load up everything in a really nice, easy to use way. Well, on-demand lightweight loading for your assembly features means that as you're working on your assemblies, everything is loaded in the same way. And then as you go through on each sub-assembly, then that gets loaded in as lightweight. 
as you go. It's not all at once. So it's going to load up the full assembly a bit faster. And then as you care about each little detail, maybe you care about all of it. But as you want to dig into each detail, each assembly feature, you can actually go through and pick and choose and on-demand load each of those things one at a time. So it's going to speed up your assembly loading. It's going to make it so that as you open up your sub-assemblies, they're going to load a little bit quicker as well. I think just overall, it's a nice performance enhancement, and it's one that's pretty easy to talk about uh, because we've got lightweight models. It's something that we're familiar with inside of SOLIDWORKS. So now being able to uh, being able to maximize your assemblies, I think that's pretty sweet. Number four, and we're still inside of Core SOLIDWORKS. My first five are Core SOLIDWORKS. And number four is one that I think applies a little bit to DriveWorks and the way that I like to use DriveWorks, and that is Silhouette Defeaturing. Silhouette Defeaturing actually isn't new. It came about in 2019, but there was an enhancement to the actual tool itself. I think it was 2019. Essentially, the purpose of Silhouette Defeature is that you can go through and say, this is a cylinder shape, save it as just a cylinder. Even if there are more details to it, essentially, the rough shape is a cylinder, or this is a cube, or this is some other uh, polygon. You can go ahead and do that with Silhouette Defeature. So that's really where it comes into play, so that you don't want to share your intellectual property with everybody. You can save it uh, as a defeature model and send it to them. So then they're only getting the rough shape. It simplifies your models. And this works great for like a Drive 3D. If you're using DriveWorks and you're showing something that way, a Silhouette defeature is going to be an easier way for you to simplify your models. But what's actually new in Silhouette defeature is that now you can do a save as a new configuration for your defeatured model. So instead of having to do this every single time you want to defeature a model, you can just, as you're creating stuff, create a defeatured configuration. So you can go into your assembly and you can say, I want the defeature version of everything in here. And you can go ahead and do that. Now that's going to speed up your defeature in your models in the future. It's going to make things a little bit easier. It's going to kind of standardize that and make sure that every assembly is defeatured exactly the same way. Because if you've got two people that are defeaturing a model, they might not do it exactly the same. Ideally, they do, but you never know. All right, enhancement number five is that you can sync all of your configurations of a pattern in a single assembly. I love this. As I mentioned two minutes ago, I use DriveWorks. So I love design automation. I always have. I think it's something that's really clever. One of the core things about modeling with DriveWorks is that if you can have two, three, four, five instances of something, you use it as a pattern. Even if it's maybe two or three, you want to use the pattern because you don't want to have to turn stuff on and off. Well, what if those patterns, what if those instances in your pattern have different configurations? Well, what you would have to do before now is if you wanted to change the configuration of every component in that pattern, you would have to go through and one by one change your configuration. A little bit of a headache. So if you wanted to bypass that and say, no, nah, that's a little more than I want to do. I just want to give me a pattern. I'll just repattern it. So you delete the old pattern, then you redo it. You're redoing your work. I don't like that. That's never something I've really enjoyed. So now what you can do is inside of your pattern. So if you're saying pattern seed and then give me seven instances, there's now a checkbox inside of that option that says match the configuration, sync it up. It's actually synchronized configuration with seed component. So then if you're changing that, uh, the seed component, the configuration of all of the child components are going to change as well. I think this is a real time saver because if you're using patterns with multiple configurations, now you can change all of those configurations in one shot instead of having to do this one by one or worse, duplicating your work and doing it a second time. 
All right, number six and number seven, they're both about SolidWorks Composer. Again, I hear Brandon cheering in the background. It's a little bit distracting and he's so far away. I'm amazed I can hear him. So number six, with Composer, you can now save your document properties out for future use. This is super cool because whenever you want to update your projects, whenever you want to assign the same document properties to each technical publication that you're working on, you'd have to go through and kind of just go one at a time and, and copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Well, now you don't have to do it that way. You can actually save it out as kind of like a template. So then you can go in later and you can save it and then you can just load it up next time you do it. Or if you need to update a lot of older projects, you can now quickly go through and grab it and say, here's the template we're using. Here's the color we're using. Here's the sharpness. Here are the different views that we're going to use. It lets you really standardize all of that. Standardization is a big thing with design automation and, and just PDM in general. Keeping the same standards every time, doing the same thing every time. It's going to make your designs consistent. It's going to make your technical publications easier to read. And it's going to speed up the amount of time that it takes you to actually do it. It's going to speed you up. It's going to make it a lot better for you. Number seven, the second for Composer, is now SolidWorks Composer is integrated with the 3D Experience platform so that you can now share your files easier through a web environment. I think this is a big deal, not necessarily because everybody right now is using it, but because the future of Dassault, as I've talked with Jordan Tatic about on the podcast, is the 3D Experience platform. That's kind of where everything's going. SolidWorks is integrated with the 3D Experience platform with something with the things like 3D Experience SolidWorks, where you're directly tied to the cloud. Now Composer is as well. You can create your Composer documents and really quickly share it to the platform so that anybody with access to the 3D Experience platform can then open those files and be able to start working on them and see them. And they're going to get that accurate representation that you want them to get without you having to send them a Composer file, without them having to install SolidWorks Composer. Now it's directly from the 3D Experience platform where they're already doing their work, at least ideally. All right, eight, nine, and 10. It wouldn't make much sense for this to be an in-pod podcast talking about inflow if I don't bring up data management. And data management is, of course, where I'm very much at home now. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with PDM, a lot of stuff with manage. So now, number eight, from SolidWorks PDM, the last three are all SolidWorks PDM, you're able to select different column sets from within your Windows Explorer. Again, this one is subtle, but you can look at different column sets based on what you're looking at. So as a user of PDM, if I'm looking at one folder, I might want a certain column set. I might care about some specific bit of information. In my perfect example is I have a folder for my PDFs. I have a folder for my Word documents. I kind of split stuff out because if, if it doesn't really live in any particular group, then it's just a PDF. It's just a Word document. It's how I sort it. I might capture different information about each of those documents. So for PDFs, I might care about the name, I might care about the description, and I might care about who authored it. I might not even care about that. That's probably it. I don't care about the workflow state. I don't care about the ECO process it's tied to. But with, her, with a Word document, I might care about that stuff. So now I can really, really easily just right-click in my Windows Explorer, and I can say, give me my PDF column set. Give me my Word column set. And I'm going to be able to view the different columns and view those different folders, subfolders, and files with the relevant information, instead of having to have some that's blank, instead it's only showing me exactly what I need. I really like that because now I can just change it. Maybe I just need a different view of what's going on. I can right click and see this is my column set or this is my other column set. This is the one for manufacturing versus this is the one for engineering. I can see different data based off of what I need to see at that point in time. 
Number nine is one that I have teased a few times already. I teased it first in the beta episode. I think I teased it last week even. Treehouse is now available in the Where Used and Contains tab of SolidWorks PDM. So I don't have to look at that indented view to see my breakdown. I always use the Mountain Studer example because I really like it. A, I really like the Mountain Studer. I think it's pretty cool. But B, it shows a lot of different tools in PDM and a lot of cool things you can do with it. Well, if I'm working on a sprocket and I need to know what all is updated, I can see that in an indented view, but I don't really see it the way that makes the most sense. It's not graphical. It's more of just here's your data, which is fine and it works and, and no one's telling me that that doesn't work. But now it's in a tree view. So now I can say, here's my sprocket. Well, here's everything that's impacted by it and it's connected via a line. I can now see my relationships directly that way. Or if I need to know what is contained in here, I can see it broken down that way. So it's easier to read. It's easier to use. From a user perspective, I really, really like something like that. But for more than just a user perspective, it's also easier to attach that to something like an engineering change request. So you can actually send this out. Instead of being able to do like just an export as CSV, you can actually save this out to an Excel file, or you can just print out that view. So now you don't have to go running around saying, what, what's affiliated with this? If I'm changing this part, what do I have to then update and rebuild? Now you can actually print that out and attach that treehouse view to your change request. I think that's a big deal. I think that that's not some little thing. I think it's going to drastically improve our change processes. It's going to improve how we view things in PDM. I think it's a really crucial thing. So number 10, my final thing, and I'm, I saved this one for last because it really is a crucial thing. It's going to improve how we create our builds and materials in the future. I think it's a really nice thing. Cut list items are now fully supported in a calculated bill of material, as well as exclude from cut list. This is amazing for anybody that has used weldments and you need a bill of material in PDM, your cut list items are not included in it, at least if you're not using 2021. You can do it now. You can now fully support that and say, this is a, a six part, a six cut list weldment right here. This is what we're working on. It's now going to be able to show you, okay, here are the six parts and it's in your bill of material. So you don't have to go through and start fudging the bill of material. You don't have to export it out later and add a couple rows to make sure that that's all included. It's right there. It's easy for you to do. It's integrated. It's taking away some steps that you would normally have to do manually. Now you can automatically do it. And if you need to exclude something, you just tell it exclude from cut list the same way you do anyway, except for now it can include it, exclude it from the bill of material. Additionally, derived parts are now better supported to be in your calculated bills and materials. Again, it's the same idea. It's stuff that you would normally have to add manually. Now you don't. Now you get to do this automatically behind the scenes. PDM is going to keep track of all of that. In my opinion, these two enhancements are kind of overdue. Like it's something that I would have wanted years and years ago. But now that they're here, they are a game changer. They are things that we finally have it. We can finally do it. SolidWorks has listened to us and said, we hear you. We see you. This is what you need. It is exactly what we need. Being able to have cut list items and derived parts in my calculated bill of material, it's a game changer. It's easy to share that data with an ERP system. I don't have to do any manual manipulation later. Instead, right click, export bill of material, I'm done. That's all I have to do. So with that, those are my top 10 enhancements for what's new in SolidWorks 2021. Again, I covered core SolidWorks, so some stuff with assemblies and parts, as well as just general UI with the eyedropper and the undo redo. I think those are two huge things. 
talked a little bit about Composer. I, I think that one is definitely with an eye towards the future with being able to work with the 3D experience platform, but saving your document properties for future use, that's going to speed up your technical publications dramatically. Every time you do it, you can just import in the same stuff every time. Consistent, fast work. And then finally, PDM, new column sets, treehouse views in where used and the contains tab and cut list items and derived parts in my calculated build materials. I love it. I think that these are huge enhancements that are going to make it so much easier for us to do our jobs and to do them well, because that's ultimately what these tools are supposed to do is take what we already do and make us better at it. So thanks everyone for tuning in this week. Again, next week, we've got Wilkie Favre on. He's going to be joining me to talk about what's new in SolidWorks 2021. We'll talk about core SolidWorks for the most part. A couple other things that I haven't mentioned on the podcast yet. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at nsweeney underscore inflow. I post every week about new episodes. I'll post about new blog posts as well whenever I'm writing them. So make sure you check me out on there. I'd love to interact with you, hear what you have to say about the podcast. Check out the Inflow blog as well, inflow-tech.com slash blog. We're posting every week new things about DriveWorks, Manage, 3D Experience, PDM, everything. We're talking about everything that is Inflow. It is really, it's the podcast, but in blog form. And I really like it. I think it's a really cool thing. So that's all I've got this week. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you again next week. See ya.